You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. Welcome to the We Are Libertarians daily podcast. I am your host, Hody Johns, and I'm joined with your other host, Sarah Brady Wagner. Sarah, what's up? I'm happy we are back together after the holidays, Hody. I know, our first one in a in what feels like forever, but uh, three weeks is a long time in the short human lives of ours. Uh, so, today we're going to talk about uh, what New York's doing, being able to put an X for your gender on your birth certificate, and kind of the fallout from that, extrapolate and talk a, a lot minute, about the issues now, Hody. We're not talking about that. How many genders are there? Let's get that out of the way first. Genders, sexes. What do you want to? What do you want to talk about? Are, are you saying that this issue might be a little more complicated than that? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I uh, absolutely, and I think that that goes for both medically and. You know, I, it's fun to make fun of people for being like, oh, I identify as this or I identify as a loaf of bread or a p- peeling potato or whatever. But there's some medical implications here, too. And it's so, true. The biology doesn't quite come down in this black and white. Uh-huh. Uh, so I guess what has New York done that has everyone up in arms? So they've made it and, and took me a few readings on this bill to get it. But they have made it so that. From now on, starting from, it was January 1st of this year, you're able to put an X on your birth certificate under the male or female. There's a third category, X, that you can put. Now, you can actually, and they've made it so that living people you've already been born, you can go back and change it now. And they've made it so that you can make that change to someone who is born that doesn't have clear genitalia going forward. I guess it goes to more than just genitalia. There's a lot of different X and Y chromosome issues that, that there is to talk about. But essentially, if there's a non-binary gender or sex that you can claim X on the on the certificate for yourself or for your kid. Well, so would any parent be able to just decide that their child has no gender? Um, is, that, is that the written or do or is there some sort of um like requirement before a parent can go with an x marker so uh according to this and this is this is uh nbc's reading of the legislation uh they can put they can put something that is against their doctor's wishes um they can put uh male female or x even though the doctor would say this is a traditional male traditional female or something like that the issue would then become um, they are still not legally allowed to do something stupid for uh, medically on, on that sense, illegally allowed to do something uh, that would damage the child or that would harm the child. So, for example, you can say I can say I'm going to raise my little boy and I'm going to call him a little girl, even though he's just an XY, normal genitals, all that. I'm just going to call him a girl because I feel like it. You have the right to do that. However, if you go in and you're saying, I want him to get, you know, some medical procedure that would matter if he's a boy or girl, the law does not say, yeah, you can give him girl stuff, even though that might kill him. Okay. 
So there so is a delineation. There. It sounds like, if anything, this would uh, help to maybe protect, to some degree at least, the bodily autonomy of kids. Because, I mean, what you're talking about, well, well we may have um, great stories and great scares around the idea of, you know, parents giving, you know, very younger and younger children hormones or surgery. That's um, not necessarily something that's even gained traction among, um, you know, the general population. And if anything, it's actually something that used to be common practice for intersex children, which uh, you kind of mentioned a little bit before is really the um, most important category to consider when allowing for this third gender marker. Yeah, intersex, and just so everybody knows, gender is the, and I want to make sure I get this right with you, we always got to define these terms first of all, gender is the social construct, how you kind of identify as, like, internally, how you feel, all that, and sex is what you medically are, right? Correct. Okay. And a lot of people kind of want to mesh those two together. Um, and make a very, you know, make that, that binary distinction that, you know, men are people with penises who have male bodies. Women are people with women who, who have female bodies and vaginas. But, uh, there is this gray area where there are some people, uh, some children who are born, um, I, I with either ambiguous, uh, bodies or sometimes with, um, with genetics that don't quite match up to the way that their bodies look, uh, particularly from an early age. And in the past, the way that doctors uh, have dealt with that and have encouraged parents to deal with that is actually by performing surgeries on um, infants and small children to try and normalize their bodies so that they would more easily be able to fit into one of those two uh, sex categories. Because when the child comes out, you have to decide, you know, at least in the past, before this law change uh, that's now available in New York, they had to decide, do you want to put a male or female marker on the birth certificate? And sometimes the child's body doesn't clearly give you um, one of those options as being better than the other. So doctors would take it upon themselves to um, remove ovaries and testicles from children to try. And usually uh, it was easier to make uh, them into girls. And they would just tell their parents, just raise them as girls and it won't be a problem. But um, as you might imagine, that didn't necessarily work out perfectly uh, once those kids got to grow up a little bit and um, had a lot of gender identity issues because that kind of decision was taken away from them and made at a very early age because somebody needed to be able to put something down on the birth certificate. Yeah, it's definitely not cut and dry. And it's and it's hard because some of these decisions, they will, um, especially when you go back and you listen to like Maya's story on earlier episodes of Wall, it is, there's a lot of benefit to be gained if you're if you're identified correctly early, even from birth, some procedures that they would do differently and some, you know, like you said, where you change the child sex at birth to make it easier or to make it, I don't want to say better. There's obviously not a superiority issue here. But as far as like medically safer or more accurate to what the chromosomes say, you know, and like you said, they used to do what's easier, you know, to just transfer boys to girls because it's easier to get rid of that thing yeah Uh, it's easier to reduce than it is to uh increase right but then we've got these stories and later in life of somebody being like man i'm feeling like a man even though i'm a woman and these parents got to be like oh 
Okay, well, well, I got bad news about your chromosomes then, or good news, I guess, to help you understand, but bad news about what we did when you were born. And understandably, you know, that experience can be very traumatic for some of the uh, now adults who have gone through that to, you know, find out after you've gone through an entire life being raised as a girl, well, I mean, you were born with some testicles, but we go ahead and let the doctor take those out because we thought it would be easier for you. Um, you know, it's, we have, we got to kind of give parents the benefit of you always are trying to do what's best with the information that's given to you. We now know though, that, uh, it's maybe easier for the state to just allow for, uh, a third option when it comes to marking down your child's sex on a state birth certificate and, uh, alleviate a lot of those questions uh, and issues that can maybe be worked out later. Even when it comes to chromosomes, uh, you know, there are other, conditions that come may come up later in life uh, some intersex conditions don't make themselves known until uh, puberty sometimes it is an issue where uh, you can have individuals who their chromosomes are an x and a y but because of uh, the way that their bodies react to the um, male sex hormones their bodies did not develop as uh, male bodies and they have very normal feminine bodies uh, with fully formed um, genitalia, but their chromosomes also say XY. Uh, it has actually been really interesting. Uh, if you look into some sports uh, testing for sex testing, uh, this caused a bit of an issue there too, where they kind of had to decide where do you draw that line when it comes to chromosomes and levels of different sex hormones as to determining who's allowed to, uh, you know, to do sports with men and who's allowed to do sports with women yeah. when it comes to, you know, these birth certificates, it just kind of allows it an option to take that off the table. Yeah. And, and so I, I am mostly in support of it. There's some little intricacies that we want to get into as well as this is not the end goal, I think for either of you, but at least a step in probably a positive direction, but there's, it, it, it's so hard because it's like you said, it's not just the X, Y, there's a neurological element. Like you said, Specifically, your brain will start producing as though you're two X's, even though you are an XY. So, so I guess my challenge to anybody who might be listening to this and say, well, you know, we all have different personalities, right? So, like, what if I'm an aggressive girl or, like, a passive guy? I mean, and all of a sudden, like, you know, does that affect my gen gender or... You know, and, and to be clear, the more we explore genders, the more we realize there's lots of them. And this is from a scientific standpoint. But even if it wasn't, and it's just your opinion, look, autonomy, right? You get to say what you feel like and do with your body what you want to do to your body. So even if you're of the opinion that these people that claim to be genderqueer or different, and they are messing around don't they have the right to mess around i mean if you don't think that i don't know why you're listening to this podcast i guess I, i'm not encouraging you to not listen but but the right to your own body is so big here and so regardless of where like your personal opinions are on how they feel i would encourage you to view it as more of a right don't they have a right to say what they are how they feel um the birth yeah there's yeah go there's ahead go ahead Concern I've seen around the idea that, you know, allowing for a child to be raised without a clear concept of gender uh, may approach 
neglectful parenting practices or even child abuse. But, uh, you know, I think it's really the reason that we wanted to go over um, the issue of intersex people in this episode was to point out that, you know, there are actually situations in which that may be the better thing to do that prevents child abuse from happening. Uh, and, you know, it may not be the most common of situations, but when you take together all of the various different intersex uh, conditions and the ways that they can come about, uh, where your sex doesn't just quite clearly fall into what we would normally understand as male and female, it, it's almost, you know, 1% of the population. It's way more common than a lot of us think. And it helps to just allow for uh, this legal area where you don't have to force someone to uh, label themselves unnecessarily. But the question that I'd like to address, and, and maybe you'll have something to uh, kind of enlighten me on in this, Hody, is why does the state really need to know what sex kids are in the first place? So anytime the state needs to know something, we should usually be pretty uh pretty skeptical on that right um they they have frequently abused information that they've needed to know often um and 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 let's get that right just by you asking that question let's establish this if if we're talking medicine because this is the first this is the most common complaint that i see your doctor doesn't need your birth certificate because there's so many complexities on sex and gender and to say well it says you're male so i'm just going to treat you like a male well you could be a male that's undergoing transformations you could be a male that has taken these hormones and your doctor is going to have to take in so many other accounts that you might as well tell them way separately from your birth certificate so i would uh, and i'm not sure even where you stand on it i would reject flat out that that they even need it on a birth certificate well i don't think my doctor has my birth certificate just off the top of my head um it's not necessarily a useful document for him right i mean it doesn't it does not give a complete you know map the, I mean, I guess that's that's to me the important factor is when we're talking about a birth certificate, that's not necessarily, it's not a medical document. Um, and to have sex be part of your medical documents uh, absolutely makes sense to me. Uh, I think as, you know, as a female uh, with a female body, my medical needs are very different from men with male bodies. And, um, you know, a, a doctor needs to know that if I'm having abdominal issues, pregnancy is going to be a first thing that they're going to want to check for. It's not necessarily going to be the same thing if you go into the doctor. Probably Uh, not. I would hope not. But none of those situations require me to bring my birth certificate. Uh, That's what I need to take with me whenever I need to fill out paperwork with the state. Um, If I need a driver's license or another copy of a social security card, that's the time where I bring in my birth certificate. So why does the state need that information? Yeah, and so... Let's even go beyond the realm of hypothetical abuse, where the state abuses information they have based on whether you're a man or a woman. Uh, Let's go into, like, actual discrimination, whereas, heck, this is one of the few ways in which guys get get discriminated against uh, on insurance. You're going to pay a higher premium for being a guy, right? And so there's, there's the matter of being like, oh, it says male on your birth certificate. Too bad for you you know, that that that's going to cost you a little bit, right? So you actually do get discriminated in a practical way if you register male or female in many ways on that certificate, on, on that document, on that license. And so this is 
very beyond just what might happen. This is what is happening and what will still continue to happen. I mean, you don't know the state to limit its methods of discrimination only one way. You know, they'll find other ways. And so, so go ahead, Sarah. So what I'm hearing you say is we should all embrace the X marker for our children's birth certificates. I love the I X marker. Yeah. Uh, you know, that if if we can't come up with one really good reason why the state does need that information, um, I, I don't really think it's something that we need to share with them. Uh, I, I personally feel the same way about uh, race information. This is one thing that's nice. In, in North Carolina, our voter registration information is very open and available. Um, but you can choose not to uh, fill out any of the demographic information, just like you can on most forms when you are asked for that information. So I don't see there any reason why my voter record needs to have the fact that I'm female or that I'm white. Um, you know, you just need to know that I'm libertarian and I'm registered to vote in North Carolina. Yeah. And aren't these things like, I mean, those things are more so much more important than any of the rest of them, you know, and, and, and I think that the government is, I don't know what their goal is. I, I, I obviously they're fighting a losing fight. This is going to be one of those things that after New York, it's going to pop up in other places, too, um, because it's it's popular, frankly, and because I don't think the government really knows how to abuse that information as well as they could yet. And so they're not fighting I, for it as hard as they should. And so therefore, we're going to take it from them like we did with like marijuana. I mean, <laughs> they love controlling people with the drug laws. But they're fighting a losing fight, and the more they try, the more they say, "Well, this battle's not worth it. We're losing the popular. We're losing popularity, and they're going to continue to lose popularity so long as medicine and popular vote backs our side." Well, I want to give one suggestion, though, uh, because we should always learn from fiction, and I am a big fan of uh, dystopic sci-fi. Uh, novels which go into all the different ways that we could end up in a corrupt totalitarian state in the future um, and the government having access to our um, to information on who is male and who is female that is how uh, the handmaid's tale happened so maybe we should just go ahead and, and cut that off before we even get there make sure that they don't know who's who sure why, get, why give them a tool that they could turn solution. into it? Because they have been proven to use those tools to turn things into a bad place. So, uh, so yeah, I will say, now specifically with the New York bill, and this is, I, I was doing my due diligence and reading both sides of it. Um, it, it. Apparently, it is now a hate crime to intentionally misgender somebody verbally. And I'm not big on hate crimes. All crimes yeah. are crimes. If you feel like verbally abusing somebody, you shouldn't. The police have already... A teacher intentionally misgendered a child, and the teacher has already been charged with a hate crime. Now, I don't think very highly of people that do this type of thing. But again, when you start labeling things as crime, you start taking away people's choices, and that's not good either. Um, the the school should have the right to fire that teacher absolutely, and get rid of, and get rid of them, if especially if they're going to deal with kids. That should absolutely. Practice our association rights. Yep. Right. It's a two-way street. You want to associate as this. You don't feel like being respectful. You have that right. But other people can choose not to associate with you as a result. So um, 
I, I would say that, that that's part of the bill, and I would be against that specific part of the bill, um, especially because they're apparently already using it. Um, they, they obviously had some intent to use it, therefore, and that when they drew up the bill to say that, you know, if you intentionally misgender people, that's going to be a hate crime. So hopefully, uh, what, ben, Sh- uh, ben Shapiro, well, I guess depending on how you feel about Ben Shapiro, hopefully he does or does not try this in New York sometime soon. <laughs> um, but yeah, that that's that's part of the bill. I don't know. How do you feel about that? Uh, yeah, I think it's, it's a little it's extreme. I agree with you that, you know, we should definitely we shouldn't socially condone that kind of behavior. Uh, just be respectful of people. I always say what, what just happened to saying, Oh, okay, I'm sorry. And continuing on with whatever conversation you were having before you hopefully accidentally misgender a person um, doing it intentionally. I think anytime you do something intentionally to upset someone, you're just kind of being a jerk, but I don't necessarily think that, that means that we should be involving state force to, uh, you know, fine and put people in jail for being jerks. Yeah, um, I mean, we've all been jerks at some point. Prisons are already full enough. It's true. We we don't need to add to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, man, I, I think that's... You, this, you think this is... Um, we can at least let the listeners be comforted that this is not going to be the downfall of uh, Western society and the American family, that New York now offers gender or sex-neutral uh, birth certificates? No, I, I think... And here's the important thing to remember. This is an offering. All right. So if you want to still stick with this is who I am, this is what I believe in, and I only want to have a family with this, and you're still able to put what you want on your child's birth certificate as well until they're of an age where they can change it, that whole family portion is still intact. It did not change any of that. It's an option. And even if you think it's a bad option, it's just an option. Obviously, the option doesn't necessarily work for you or me. We may choose to do, to put next just because it's information the government won't have, and we are, we are keen to that. But even then, if it's an option that doesn't work for you and me, then fine. But why rob somebody else of the choice? It's like illegalizing a pizza topping. Why? Just don't order it, and then you don't have to do it. Yeah, more options is not a bad thing, you know. If- Maybe at some point we'll get to the point where you are not limited to what boxes you can check and there's just a blank that you can fill out if you want. Yeah. I mean, and I guess if I'm going to like address like the extreme, I won't say bigots in case they're listening, uh, extreme, I, I don't know, view on the issue of your way is superior than other people's way, then let's put it in the court of ideas. Let's put it in the court of practice and let these, you know, gender queer people choose what they will on their birth certificates. And they're, if their way is wrong, then their family's not going to do well and it won't be competitive with yours. And congratulations, you're one step up on the food chain. <laughs> I firmly reject that. You are. I, I want to say that. I firmly reject it. But if that's how you feel, why not let it play out that way? There you go. Cold competition. Yeah. That's the capitalist in me. <laughs> Anyhow, that's that's all I had, Sarah, unless you had something else. Well, I think we've covered that issue as much as we can. Um, you know, we'll see how it proliferates around the uh, rest of the country. Yeah. But uh, till then, guys, thanks so much for tuning in. Please join us on Patreon so people like Sarah and I can keep giving you uh, great content because uh, we always have fun conversations. But uh, Sarah, I hope you enjoyed your holidays and it's been great talking to you again. And we'll see you guys soon. Bye.